Welcome to Guilty Pleasure Movies. I'm your host, Stephen Pfeiffer, and on this episode, whatever you do, gang, don't fall asleep. I'm ranking my favorite slasher film franchise, A Nightmare on Elm Street. We're talking the worst and the best of the Freddy Kruegers, but before we slash up the rankings, let's jam! All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. fine. Welcome back, everyone. Let's dive into some franchise rankings. We're doing my favorite from the horror genre, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And Freddy Krueger is my guy. I'm a Fred head all the way. He is definitely a nasty serial killer. And as time went on, he was basically auditioning for a spot at the improv as a stand-up comedian with his fucking god-awful one-liners, his cheesy jokes. But hey, I still love the guy. He's a pop culture phenomenon. We know he's got his own video games. He's got he was on lunchboxes. He does a toy line. So basically, little kids grew up loving Freddy Krueger just as much as any adult would. It was at a time in society where it was acceptable to love him. I was probably four or five years old the first time I was exposed to it. And yeah, he was creepy and menacing, but it wasn't the first one I saw. I'll let you guys know which one that was as we hit it in the rankings. But I saw him at a time where he was pulling some of the one-liners. So I fell in love with that during the time of, you know, Freddy Mania when it was running wild, just as hot as Hulkamania, basically. And so you you might have saw him on some of the late-night talk shows. And he had, you know, in rap videos and just his own little spin-off TV show. All kinds of shit. So Freddy Krueger basically own the 80s and I'm really excited to do a ranking on this one because as much as I love you know the Halloween franchise I'm super excited about that film coming out I love Jason and Friday the 13th and I even love Chucky and Child's Play I'm a huge fan of all you know the the old school horror icons but Freddy Krueger is just something extra special about it it's always been one of those franchises that the films are very entertaining and speaking of that as far as the way my rankings go it's not going to be hey which one the critics thought were the best which one made the most money that shit doesn't matter this ultimately to me is which one has the highest rewatchability factor and that's a lot of it, of course, is my personal opinion. So you're going to see some surprise picks mixed in here. And you're going to get... I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm definitely going to have some movies a little bit higher than what most people would slot them at. I've watched and kind of listened and read upon some of these other reviews just to get a feel for what other people kind of thought. It's always fun to see that shit and can do a comparison. And I was baffled because my list is drastically different than most, I'm sure. So let's go ahead and dive in. Of course, I'm going to do from worst to first. So let's start at the bottom of the barrel. There's nine films currently in this this franchise. I am going to go ahead and factor in Freddy vs. Jason. I know it's kind of its own little spinoff, if you will. But it's it's part of it. It's got Freddy Krueger in it. He's 
his name's in the title, so we're going to go ahead and consider it. And, of course, we're doing the remake, even though Robert England's not in there, because I still enjoy that film, and I'll tell you where it lands. But we're going to start with the bottom. And this, we're going to start with a surprise pick right off the bat. Number nine for me is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah, I know. Fucking take a seat, because I'm sure that just rocked your whole world. But it's true. I mean, I do enjoy this film. There's not really one individual film where I'm like, this is just garbage. I know most people probably think a lot of the latter ones became that way, but I really enjoy them all for what they're worth and their own little quirky way. But something has to end at the bottom, and this one is the one for me. I don't like the meta and the real-life bullshit that they try to tie in. I think it fell flat on its face. At times it was confusing because... Yeah, we saw that Freddy Krueger was becoming a part of the real world, which is a great concept. I'm I'm all on board for that. But it didn't work because, you know, basically John Saxon, he at one point even was like, you know, hey, Nancy, uh, who, who is who are you talking about? You know, he became he's the character from the fucking movie. And you're like, wait, is that what they're going to do with this? And then they didn't really do a whole lot with it. And so, you know, if Heather Langenkamp could have just became... Nancy, without the whole thing, they could have done more with that. That would have been cool to see, but they didn't do a whole lot with it. And I just really wasn't a whole fan, a big fan of the um, the ending. Even I just wasn't a fan of you know where fucking Freddy Krueger his lair. I thought it was a little silly having all the water around and just the way they that big water slide ultimately where they fell into that shit. I just didn't like it. But yeah, just the confusing plot overall. Some of the cameos was just a little bit much. Um, it was cool to see some of the people come back, of course, but it just didn't work. And I did, I'm not a big Heather Langenkamp fan. I don't think she's the greatest actress. And so she didn't really pull off it would, I'm sure they could have got somebody else to play her even better, which is sad as she can't even be herself that well, at least on camera anyways. So some of the things I really did enjoy, I liked the dark Freddy, um, his hat being green. I think I wasn't a big fan of that. But I liked the look, I mean, the kind of the bone, the, skeleton, the exposed skeleton, I thought that was kind of cool, it was a different look, a different direction, they wanted to make it more serious and scary, so they brought a dark Freddy on board, and I was, I really liked it, I thought, some people aren't a fan of the look, wasn't as good as the original look, but I still thought it looked pretty awesome, um, it did a good job, it looked really well done, not not cheaply made, or and it was just a great effect, and Robert England looked awesome and scary in it, and if, I love the funeral scene in this film where, you know, Heather Langenkamp's husband after he's killed. I thought it was kind of creepy the way that he kind of came came alive and then the son's being pulled into the casket. That shit's fucking scary and creepy. That's just nuts for some shit like that to happen at a funeral. And then, no, and then the way she fall, Nancy falls asleep and, you know, nobody's around her. To see her. So it's this really crazy dream sequence and it was really scary. And I like the fact that they that's what the... The best part about this film was the attempt to be scary again, and it wasn't, you know, real dark and scary at all throughout. There was a lot of bullshit dialogue, but it was a great attempt at it, and there were some moments that really kind of kept you on the edge of your seat. But I, I didn't like how Bob Shea and Wes Craven, they, they, they're just not the best actors. They, they did a good job, but it was just kind of fucking stupid cameos. I just thought they were very forced. Bob Shea feels like he has to be in every one of these goddamn films. And this one replays himself. He just is a total schmuck. And that goddamn painting he has up with the Fre Freddy Kruegers in his office, I want one of those. Though. I'm going to admit that was amazing. I think it's an Andy Warhol-type painting. It was fucking awesome. 
But yes, New Nightmare, which actually is the, what, the seventh movie in the franchise, falls at number nine for me. And on number eight, number five in the series, The Dream Child. This one is just terrible. I hate the whole baby element to it. I thought it was just bizarre and strange and kind of a desperate writing attempt like where else can we go with it we let's not send him to fucking space because that's obviously stupid you know i'm talking to you friday the 13th but yeah, anyways let's go ahead and have you know not really uh freddy krueger get anybody pregnant necessarily but we're gonna have him somehow get into the dreams of this one gal from a previous movie her her baby that's inside the womb we're gonna he's gonna haunt the dreams of that the, the womb and i'm like what okay this is too much bullshit and then the little kid that they got to be the son. I'm not a fan of that actor. He's just, I don't know. He's just, he's terrible to even look at. I hate to say that, but I'm just, I'm not a fan. He's in Full House and some shit like that, but he sucks. It was just a dumb thing to have, having a little kid be scary and that. It just didn't work at all. This is probably the most unlikable group of, of teenagers or a cast of the whole fucking franchise. I hated every last one of them. I mean, I get it, it was the late 80s, so it's not necessarily the style, but it was just, they're not my, as far as acting, they suck. Um, there was not anybody you could really had a chance to get it, to really know enough, as far as the side characters, and so you didn't really give a damn if they, they died, you were rooting for it to happen, this is, by this point, this deep into the fucking franchise, people came to see Freddy, and that's who they were rooting for, so you wanted them to, the, the more deaths, the better. I did not like Super Freddy. That was insane. It was dumb. I thought the whole superhero element there was just ridiculous. I get it. It was kind of an interesting death scene because it was uh, based around this kid that was a great artist that did comics. And so that was kind of neat. But Super Freddy was just way over the top. Obviously not scary. And just didn't work for me. You're, you're not using Robert England as this version of Freddy. So it's, once again, I just it doesn't work for me. And there are some great death scenes, so that's probably the one thing I really can say, hey, this movie's got it going for it. I love, you know, when Freddy becomes a motorcycle, that was pretty insane, just the, the makeup effects looked fantastic, really, really well done. I love, you know, of course, the, you know, he's, that stuff in that girl's fucking face, just cramming food in and down it, and she just basically explodes from being so fucking fat at that point. So it's got some great kills and some great death scenes, I love it, but... Eh, it's still a pretty shitty installment in the series. I do like it, like I said, in a weird little guilty pleasure way, but it's still got to be near the bottom. So, number five, The Dream Child, comes in at eight in the rankings. On to number seven. I'm going with number two in the franchise, Freddy's Revenge. This one, to me, it just... I don't know. I mean, I, I do enjoy it. I, like I said, I enjoy all of these in their own little weird way. But this one, to me, just it just doesn't really quite do it for me enough. It breaks, obviously, all the rules of the franchise where Freddy can take over the real world. And so I obviously hate that element. They had to do something different from the first. I get it. They didn't quite know it was going to be what it became as far as this type of a franchise and being a huge phenomenon. And with Freddy, of course. But so they went in a way new, a different direction. They had a little bit of continuity by you know, having him move into Nancy's house. You know, I think he found his, her old diary or journal or whatever and saw some of the things she wrote about Freddy, and he kind of was like, oh, I'm experiencing the same bullshit. But he became possessed by him, and so I thought that was just ridiculous and over the top. I didn't like Freddy, you know, coming into our world through that fashion, not through your dreams, but he's just going to possess you because he 
because of this house that, for whatever reason, I don't know, his, I think, would Freddy Krueger live there or some nonsense? Is that what it was? It was his boiler room or some shit? I don't know. But I didn't like that. I mean, there was stupid little things like the exploding bird, that just little unnecessary things because it's this, what, haunted house or whatever. And that, so I just didn't like that element. There was just, it was a little bit silly. Obviously, there is uh, the well-known fact now that there was a lot of little gay undertones that were inserted, and they just nobody really noticed it at the time. Apparently, or just nobody said anything. But it's very obvious now. They it was not. There's nothing subtle about it. You know, between the nightclub scenes, you know, the way that the main character Jesse kind of feels about his best friend rather than you know wanting to be with this girl, and then. Just all that. Sh- I mean, and I have nothing against that that lifestyle by any means. I'm not saying that, but I thought just the way the writing was a little bit. It was a little bit much. That nightclub scene I thought was just ridiculous. I was, it didn't really serve a, a purpose to me. I mean, yeah, he, he saw the coach there, and that was what caused him to get in trouble. And was like, what the hell's the point of this? It was just really dumb. Maybe he should have broken to the school or something, and just because that's where they ended up. And and so that's I just thought that nightclub. I was like, this is just really weird. Bob Shea's cameo was way outlandish <laughs> I never I don't want to ever see Bob Shane fucking cut off fucking leather fucking sleeves and fucking chaps oh my god that was just disgusting but like I said of course all these films have something good going for them if the pool scene even though Freddy's in, you know taking over intruding our world you know not through somebody's dream but just because fucking it was a great awesome scene so they're having a little you know fucking party, a little pool party that is, and all this little barbecues got is going on, some barbecue action, and then all of a sudden here comes Freddy Krueger popping up out of the water and he's gonna fucking slice and dice all you motherfuckers like some kebabs that you got going on that goddamn grill. And it, it's scary at times. I like that this film still has some scary moments even though it's a little bit silly. They didn't make it funny and humorous. They just it was just kind of it was 80s nonsense if you will you know the dance scene that he does in his bedroom when he's unloading his boxes when they move in so there's some stupid shit like that but it's still scary overall the freddy look he's kind of slimy in this one you know he rips his head off and it's just kind of weird he looks really creepy and his voice is a little bit darker and a little bit deeper than it was in the original film, and it's just, I don't know if, I'm not sure they did some ADR on that one, where they, you know, kind of went back and did some dubbing or whatever, but it just sounds different than the other installment, so that was kind of cool, um, and, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit on the fence from the way that they just kind of went so different from the first one, as far as they didn't really, I mean, I said they mentioned the Nancy character, but then, that was about it. They just kind of left it at that. And so it was just this whole new group of kids, which I kind of liked them all for their own little reasons. Uh, his his best friend was cool, you know, from Weird Science and whatever else that motherfucker's been in. But, yeah, I thought, I just was kind of like, you know, they should have done, maybe they could, they just couldn't get head of Legging Camp back. I don't know what it was, but it was just a lot, too much uh, that they decided to go away from, from the original one, especially breaking the rules of having them take over the real world and, not having any familiar characters besides Freddy. So it's just a little bit too much. I still like it, but it comes in at number seven for me. Number six, going with the fourth installment, The Dream Master. This one, I feel like it had a pretty decent cast of characters, but they did kill off the best ones with Joey and Kincaid. They're very memorable death scenes. Kind of a nod to the original with Joey getting killed through his, his waterbed. I thought that was a great a death scene when his mom walks in picking up his laundry and she 
sees his bed's a hot mess and moves his comforter and he's inside the goddamn water bed, just blood floating. It's disgusting and awesome. I love it. And then Kincaid's death. I mean, he's just kind of lost in this maze of in this, in this junkyard of cars, and it's just it, just the the visual of it looked really fantastic. And I think that was the probably the best thing about this film is the production value was was really awesome. It was really well directed and made. Uh, this is at a point where you know Freddie Manny was just taken off like a you know like a rocket. And I think this is the film of the original installments that it made the most money. You know it was it's not a bad script, but it's just got a little bit of just kind of silly '80s shit going on. You know with the karate craze, of course, they had to tie that in. But I thought that death scene was just dumb. I didn't like how Freddy was invisible. And just the acting, basically fighting, you know, air at that point. The actor did the best that he could, but it still looked a little bit ridiculous. The bug death, I know a lot of people love it, but it's just, just rancid and disgusting. And I just, I, I mean, I'll watch it, but it's like, God, this is fucking gross. And... The resurrection of Freddy in this is terrible with a dog pissing a flame. And love that the dog is, his name is Jason. That's awesome. But the fact that he pisses a, is, pisses fire and brings back Freddy from the dead is not really that awesome. I think it's just kind of stupid. But um, like I said, it, it, the, visually this film looks fantastic. I'm not a big fan of you know the lead character the whole bullshit that she wants to you know does he love me or whatever that's just kind of dumb that she's just kind of that you know shy girl that wants to be with the popular guy that kind of that little love story shit they had going on was dumb um i didn't you know this is that this is when freddie was becoming the quirky you know stand-up comedian guy like i said trying out for the improv but you know when he's you know when he's beach bum freddie i didn't like that Put the shades away and the fucking, you know, a little bit of suntan lotion you got on your nose, motherfucker. It was just ridiculous. He's, you're burned and crispy, man. You do not need to be in the sun. That's the last thing you need to be doing. But yeah, the number four, the Dream Master, comes in at number six on the rankings. Number five, we're about halfway there now, the remake. And I know a lot of people hate this film. I actually, when I saw opening day at the theater, I was very let down because it was, you know, obviously not as good as expected. I did not like Jackie Early Haley as Freddy. I think it's mostly the, the CGI effects were very obvious. It looked fucking terrible. I didn't like the makeup effect by any means. So Freddy Krueger just in general was not very well performed. Um, he, Haley did a great job. He, he tried his best. I'm going to give him that much. And he was on kind of a roll with Watchmen and whatnot at that time. So he was a hot name. But I felt like maybe he could have gone in a much better direction. I was still... And would love to see still today, you know, somebody like Jim Carrey jump in this role, especially somebody that wants to do something drastically different. I don't know if he wants to take on that type of an iconic character. I think he knows he wouldn't be able to live up to it, you know, what Robert England's done establishing that role. But I would love to see somebody maybe of that caliber that could pull off some something so wild and different where they could be themselves and there doesn't have to be a lot of, you know, alterations to the voice and I thought that was stupid. I hated the fact they changed his voice in post production. And a poor recreation of the original deaths. Obviously where he's coming through the fucking the wall that was that was terrible. Too much CGI going on there. I liked some of the nods the original, the glove coming up in the tub. That looks fantastic. Um you know, some of the death scenes, the one where the girl's getting tossed around the bedroom, that was great. You know, a death scene in jail. So there's a lot of, you know, Hey, you know, a little nod to the original one. They want to do something very similar, maybe change it slightly, just a little alter alteration there. 
but still, you know, give a little wink to the original film, and I love that. But just some of the shit was just a little bit too much. Um, I I think they just they tried a little bit too hard. I I, I liked the bed the bedroom death scene where she's getting tossed around, but it just didn't work quite as well as the original one for some reason to me. Um, just uh, I I did love though the death scene in the beginning. I think that's probably the best part of the movie is the opening scene just in general. Um, it kind of gets you hooked in, and then you're kind of let down the rest of the way. But um, visually, it's a good movie to look at. I thought it was really well directed. I think the guy, I forget the gentleman's name, but he directs a lot of music videos, I believe. So you can see a lot of elements of that with just, you know, just a lot of the, just the quick, quick pace of the film. You know, a lot of, um, not overly long scenes by any, by any means at all. It's just quick, quick, quick scenes. You know, a lot of flash, a lot of quick flashes and different shots. Um, a lot of different lighting. Uh, a lot of different tones at times, and so I really liked that. I thought it visually it looked really great and well done, but I was not a fan of the way Freddy turned out overall. Um, I thought it was a bold choice to you know make him a child molester. I know a lot of people thought it was a little too creepy. After rewatching it again recently, I was like, it it, it works. I mean, I could see why they'd want to do that. That was obviously Wes Craven, R.I.P. His original thought to do that, but it was a better choice, you know especially that time to decide to go in a different direction just to have him be a child murderer. And this one, he's a murderer slash molester. I think it gives him a little bit, you know, maybe another reason for to be a creep in the way that he acts, you know, in these dreams, you know, kind of almost um, sexually coming on to, the, to Nancy in the, in the dream. So it's a little bit, a little much, and it's a little bit, it, it's really, it's a little bit intense at times. I'm not going to lie. It's just kind of, you're like, oh, this is... Is this what I really want to see in a Freddy Krueger? But I thought it was a bold choice, so I'm not going to say it was a bad thing. I thought it was a you know a different different direction. You know, it was the original intent? A lot of people knew that, and so they decided let's just see how it goes. And it really wasn't well received, of course. But I thought, hey, you know, it was it was a a nice decision to see them do something a little bit different, and maybe even kind of a little nod to Wes Craven for kind of what he had his original idea of maybe doing with Freddy Krueger. So. But the remake, it's not a bad film necessarily. I know it's it's not well received. It made a lot of money, but it does have an excellent cast as well. I think some of the people are a little bit underused, like Clancy Brown, but because he, he's fucking, he he's amazing. This guy is awesome in anything he does, and so. But he's he's not used enough in this film. It's a complaint I have for sure. But overall, I like the kids that they chose for the actors. I mean, either somewhat you know Abercrombie models esque. But I still felt like they got not real big names, but enough big names, you know, and just people that are recognizable and that did a really good job in their roles. And so I, I think, you know, the remake's not half bad. So that's why it comes in kind of at the halfway point at number five. And number four, we're going with number six in the franchise, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. And a lot of people I know are going to say, what the fuck is this doing this high on the list? It should be a near, probably at the bottom. And I can see why people say that. This is where basically Freddy Krueger became the Looney Tunes Freddy. This is where everything was over the top. You know, the sound effects they were using, it was just, it was all, it was literally Looney Tunes at that point. It was, I mean, this is when, you know, basically this is the type of film that a Freddy Krueger movie that you could show your kids and be like, okay, I don't care if they see this. It's really nothing. It's not overly gore. It's not a lot of blood. There's not a lot of, I don't even know if there's a lot of, you know, bad language except for maybe from some of the teens. 
but you you've got shit where you know a lot of pop culture references. Um, you know, where he's using the, the power glove for a Nintendo game. I thought that was kind of a cool death scene. I know a lot of people don't like that, but um, this is one of the first Freddy Kruegers that I did actually see when I was younger, so maybe there's just that nostalgic tie to it where I appreciate some of the things I got to see as a kid, and that's why it, stood, it stuck with me a little bit more, just because seeing you know rated R film, which all these, ones, all these films in the franchise are, which is awesome, but, you know, it was a little bit cleaner... Than, you know, than what the rest have, had to offer. So that's why as a kid I really liked it. I wasn't fucking scared shitless to see Freddy Krueger. Whereas seeing the original one as a kid, you're like, God damn, this, I don't want to go to sleep now. So for this one, Freddy's Dead, it, like I said, it's coming in a little higher than what most people put it at number four for me. Uh, but I thought it had a pretty good cast. Um, I love the cameo by Johnny Depp. All the cameos, you know, uh, Alice Cooper as Freddy's dad when he's, you know, kind of throwing that backstory, which I thought was awesome too. But I, you know, I, I think Roseanne and Tom Arnold popping up was so random and unnecessary, of course, but it was awesome. You know, I love Roseanne. She's, she's just fantastic. I love her show. I'm sad that she's not, she's not coming back on that, you know, on the Connors. You know, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but I'm sad that they don't have her coming back. Um, but I love the original show, of course. She's just phenomenal. But, um, yeah, as far as the Freddy backstory, I like that they introduced a little bit more, kind of gave you a, a quick recap of how Freddy became such an asshole and such a fucking crazy maniac that he was, and, you know, killing gerbils when he was a kid, and his dad beating the shit out of him with a fucking belt, and then, you know, basically strangling his fucking wife in the backyard, <laughs> so just all kinds of shit, so I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's silly, um, and I, I, I see that, that argument there, and I can almost agree with you, and I mean, I kind of do, but I really appreciate this film um, just because of what it had to offer. Um, they went way overboard with the the marketing. You know, they even had kind of a, I think, an official, like, what is that, a, a funeral for Freddy Krueger <laughs> where it was filmed, and uh, like Freddy Krueger Day somewhere in California or Los Angeles or Hollywood, I forget, but there's like Freddy Krueger has his own day now or some bullshit, and just insane stuff. They introduced a 3D um, ending scenes, which were didn't really you know provide a whole lot, but it was still kind of something cool for the time. It was you know kind of a big deal back then. And um, one of my biggest you know frustrations with this film is it doesn't really tie into the other ones really that well. It's just kind of a not. It's not a standalone film. It's just so goddamn random that yeah, that's just the last remaining kid of fucking the town or whatever from Spring Hill or from Springwood or whatever that is, but, and that's it. That's all from the town, the town, the one kid, that's it. That's how it ties into the other movies. And then this Freddy Krueger shows up. And so I thought that was kind of dumb that they just really couldn't tie it in any other way. But I like that. Like I said, I like the backstory. Um, I like some of the death scenes. I love how the guy's head explodes with the nails being scratched. I thought that was kind of cool. The pins dropping. And I'm a fan of the, the Looney Tune Freddy. I really am. Uh, being a little kid when these came out, I think that's what these were. I don't want to say that's what they're, they're aimed at, the demographic, but it kind of felt like it. Um, even as an adult, I still kind of appreciate it, mostly because I fell in love with this particular film as a little man. So, still holds a special place in my heart. So, number six, Freddy's Dead comes in at number four for me. Number three, Freddy versus Jason. And I know a lot of people uh, that probably have this kind of high on the list. This is one that's kind of a debatable title, which is because it's a crossover one, too. So I really like that 
that that factor, but does it does it even count to fall into the Freddie rankings? I mean, yeah, I mean, why not? Go ahead and throw it in the Jason rankings too. I mean, just just to compare it against all those titles. But here in the Nightmare rankings, I'm putting it number three because I really love the crossover. I thought it was well done. I mean, it's, it was been you know a long a long wait for this shit. We've been hearing all kinds of rumors, and there was many scripts that were that came and went that just didn't work out. And we saw this shit, you know, when the last um, Jason goes to hell, where Freddie's glove at the last scene pulls down the mask to hell and the little chuckle he gives and that was fucking fantastic but it was years after before we actually got to see the official crossover and this is the last performance by Robert England up until the Goldbergs episode that's coming out in the near future so really excited for that uh, where he makes a you know reprising his role on there but this is the last one in the films on the big screen where Robert England portrayed uh, the Freddy character and so I, he looked great. I love that opening scene. That's probably one of my all-time favorites in the franchise. It's a cool recap because if you have no fucking clue about you know Freddy Krueger, I know I went and saw this with some friends. Some of them were fans, but I don't think they'd even seen all these. So they were just kind of like, oh, that's kind of great to see how Freddy, you know, he, how he started to get up to this point. And I like how he talked about you know the Jason even explained that. And just the introduction. Uh, my biggest complaint is there's not enough Freddy. If we're doing Freddy rankings, there's not enough in this particular film. He's basically using Jason kind of as his puppet to kind of strengthen him to get him back to where kids believe in him more and are 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 scared of him, and he can actually take over those dreams and whatnot. But we don't get it quite enough. Um, I think the dialogue from the cast of the teens is god awful. This is that early two thousands garbage. And we get some, you know, some homophobic terms and just some shit like that that's unnecessary by Cully Rowland. Just garbage, and I don't like it. The jokes fall flat. Um, I don't like, in spoiler alert, I don't like the fact there's no winner. Even though Freddy's head is chopped off, he gives you a little fucking wink at the end, which is kind of cool. I like that, but there's no real winner. So if you have an actual side, if you like one character more than the other... You don't really, you kind of leave with a sour taste in your mouth because you're like, God damn it, they didn't really, they don't even know who to go with. And I think that was probably the problem with so many different scripts. Well, who should win? Fuck it, call it a draw. And I didn't like that. That's kind of lazy in my opinion. But I think maybe it's just to be able to please everybody in a, in a, in a slight way. So whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide, I guess, because I'm a Freddy guy. So as long as he doesn't die and he doesn't lose, I'm happy. So. And it has a lot of great death scenes. The field party is fucking phenomenal when Jason starts taking over and basically um, just starts killing everybody off. I know that's not Freddy related, but I love that part of this that movie. I love the, the Jason kills are probably the highlight of it all. Of course, you know where he flat or he smashes the guy in half of the bed. That is probably the best death scene of of all the Jason movies. Are pretty damn close, but this film has a lot of great death scenes. Um, Freddy doesn't have a whole lot, of course, but I like the fight with them at the end. I thought it was really well done. Um, it was kind of crazy to see these two war icons actually going toe to toe and fucking a little like a boxing match or some shit, but it was great. They used some weapons and foreign objects that got involved and all kinds of over the top shit. And I wasn't a big fan of Jason being afraid of water. I was like, what the fuck? You know, he, this motherfucker's lived in, you know, he, of course he drowned. So I could see why they'd say that, but God damn, he's been resurrected in the water plenty of times. He's gone after victims in the water and killed him under the boat and whatever. And he never looks intimidated by water in any of those movies. So that was a dumb fucking part of the story. But as far as the Freddy element, which is what we're talking here, 
I thought he was awesome in this movie. He was pretty scary at times. When he The whole time he's on screen, he really steals the show. That's for sure. It's all about Freddy in this movie. Jason has some good death scenes, but Freddy, his performance is fantastic. But my, my biggest complaint, like I said, no winner, but overall, it's a pretty cool movie. Number two, and this is where things are going to get a little bit crazy. And I know a lot of people are probably going to be upset with this pick, but I'm going with the original A Nightmare on Elm Street as number two on my rankings. And I don't have anything real negative to say about it, maybe a little bit, but overall, I mean, of course, it's a timeless classic. This is one of those horror movies that if you haven't seen, you're missing out big time. You have to see it before you die kind of a movie. It is phenomenal. It's a great concept. It's something so different, unique. It's creepy. It's cool. It's something that you're like, we all fall asleep. We all dream. We all have nightmares. But what if there's this motherfucker that just keeps taking over your dreams, keeps causing these nightmares, but they're so damn real. And you wake up with blood and cuts and you can pull shit out of these dreams. It's like, what the hell? That's kind of a, that's a really interesting idea, and it really worked very well. The movie is incredibly scary and creepy, and the dark tones, and obviously when you, you're getting introduced to Freddy, that first scene where he's making the, the glove and the blades, that's fantastic. When you get to see him on screen, you know, this nasty look on his face, that, that was great, his creepy little grin and his, his growly little laugh that he's got. I thought that was awesome. So he's a phenomenal villain, one of the best of any films, not even just in a horror franchise, but just villains of any movie. He's fantastic. He's Like I said, he's an iconic character, pop culture phenomenon. We all know and love Freddy Krueger. And the original's got a lot of good things going for it. It's got some great death scenes. I mean, that part where, uh, this one, of course, where she's getting dragged across the room. I thought, you know, the way they had to do the effects in this film were they did a, it looks fantastic it still holds up really well to this day and uh, I, I like the fact that the, the her showing up to the school in the body bag that was really creepy just a lot of different things you hadn't really quite seen on the big screen you know Freddy came out after Halloween and Friday the 13th and those both had some cool slashers and uh, they started to become you know I think uh, Friday might even had a couple come out by that point two or three even before Freddie came out but um, but Freddie being able to talk and have a voice and a real presence and a personality I thought that was different it was awesome to see that but he was still kind of that supernatural element because it only happens in the dreams my biggest complaint is I didn't really care for the ending to me it was a little bit silly kind of felt got like fucking Kevin McAllister from Home Alone where she's setting up these booby traps. I was expecting Freddy Krueger to pop in the window and step on some fucking Christmas ornaments with his bare feet. So I didn't, I mean, it was, I could see how, why they would decide, hey, the only way to kill him is to bring him into our world. I see that. It's not a bad idea, but I just thought the delivery of it was kind of dumb. I I hate the way they leave it so open-ended for an obvious sequel I mean, I, I, their, their intention had to obviously be, we're, we want to make something more out of this. We want to do something with this character. And they said, it with, you know, killing, you know, the mom through the mirror, or through the, the door that is, and then by having the kids drive off in a car that has the Freddy stripes on the, the, the top of the convertible, and they can't get out. I just didn't like, it was kind of cool, but it just, I didn't really like it that much. It didn't have closure. 
Um, a lot of these other films have some kind of closure. Obviously, Freddy keeps coming back, but they try to, you know, have an actual ending to it. But overall, this movie, it's, it just, as far it, it has, it's a quality film. These other ones, they're 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 good movies in my, I like them just because I'm a fan of the series. I could see why a lot of people say these fucking movies suck. Besides the original one, even in Scream, that's what she says. So. Um, but to me, I think the original is fantastic as it is. It has a few times where it's a little bit kind of, I don't want to say it's slow paced, but it's a little bit boring to me. And I know it's not just because it's an old film from the early eighties and it's, you know, kind of, you know, older, you know, just older production or whatever, just, an, it just looks older because it is older and that's not what it is for me. I mean, part of that may be because that is what it is, but it just it's kind of boring, and I don't really like Nancy. I'm not a big, like I said earlier, not a big Langenkamp fan, and I didn't really like her portrayal as Nancy. At times, she was okay, but she's not quite the badass. She didn't. I don't even think she was really the girl next door type of character. I just, she just didn't work well for me. I didn't really like her at times, and I just thought when she was on screen, I was waiting for her to be killed. And so when she has to be this big hero, she just didn't really play the part very well for me. But over, I still love this film. A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, coming in at number two on my list. Number one, though, that leaves only one title. Number three in the series, The Dream Warriors. And this is the first Freddy film I ever did see, and I was hooked instantly. I think when you when you kind of think back of Freddy Krueger, reflect on the whole series, just the character itself, this is probably one that kind of fits the bill the best because it's still somewhat scary, it's still got that dark lighting and tone to it, but Freddy has a little bit more of a personality, and he's kind of starting to break out the one-liners and the humor, and that's what I love about it. I I love that they're they're you know Wes Craven came back and he wanted to do something a little bit different. You know he wanted to kind of tie it back to the original, but do something slightly different. I love the setting, you know, being in the psych ward or whatever it is for these kids. Um, I thought that was really great. Um, I I love this cast of these teens. This is by far my favorite of the whole franchise. They're all likable. They're all so different and unique. And you get a good chance to kind of see who they are and why uh, they're there. And um, I think everybody kind of has their own favorite character from this film. Is what's so cool about it is they're they're just such good personalities and they're they're well portrayed. These actors aren't half bad. I love Patricia Arquette's performance as well. She's real does a great job of just being depressed and. You know, just not really depressed, but just, you know, just just fucking sleep deprived and kind of becoming psychotic at that point from it. And just it's awesome. And um, but yeah, Freddie, he said he this is what the film's about, the franchise and Freddie's portrayal is fantastic. I think his death, his deaths are fantastic. I love, of course, the 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 welcome to primetime, bitch. And he slams the head in the TV that is probably the most memorable death scene of this whole franchise. That's the one that you can kind of think back and like, oh yeah, I remember that scene. And but this is where the one-liners became kind of they they work. They're funny. It was great to see that little quirky, little little cheesy, somewhat side of Freddy Krueger that we hadn't seen before. He had a great look to him with the makeup effects. I thought they did a good job just overall with that. I, like I said, I love having Wes Craven come back because you know you're going to get a good script. It's going to be scary at times. It's still, it was a little bit over the top, not going to lie, but it was still overall had a good feel to it and had a good consistent tone or it was dark and scary for the most part. And 
Um, but yeah, I love bringing back the central characters. I think that was the the right choice. And I like that they were bold enough to kill off Nancy. I mean, she'd only been in two of these films. They, she hadn't been in the second one. But to bring her back, kind of be your hero for the most part, you know, kind of help save these kids, and then just to kill her off, like, oh my god, it really caught you off guard. And it was a good choice. I thought, it, like I said, it was bold and brave, and it was something you didn't really expect. And so I liked that. And so it kind of allowed them, if they're going to continue the series, they have to go in a new direction now. And uh, I, I wasn't a big fan, though, of the Freddy's, his mom, and that backstory, the whole nun. I thought that was a little bit too much. It was a little strange. I mean, it didn't really add a... That it didn't really add anything to the character of Freddy Krueger. It was just a little bit of nonsense. Let's give him some kind of a justification for who he is, but it was silly. Uh, there was way some way better shit you could have gone with at that point, but it was just so that didn't work for me. And of course, the special effects at the time they weren't revolutionary. You had the Terminator, and that blew this shit out of the water. But this one, even looking back on it today, it just looks god awful at times it's really poorly done with the obvious green screen at times and i'm not a big fan of the way they kill off freddy at the end where he's a skeleton so that shit's kind of dumb you know these little jack-o'-lantern or not jack-o'-lantern but a little fucking this this is a fucking little skeleton i thought that was ridiculous so i did not like that at all but like i said it's got larry fishburne it's got a great cast in it you got the one-liners you got some some good death scenes. I love how the girl's killed off with all the needles getting stuck in her arm. The kid becoming the wizard. I thought that was fantastic. So, like I said, each kid has its own... They have their own great personalities. Um, and it's just... And so they're all memorable characters. And I really love the way that they did have a group of them survive. And the ones that get killed off, it's memorably and well done. Um, but Freddy Krueger, you know, he steals the show, of course, in this one. This is where Freddy Krueger really kind of took off to become... You know what he is today. This is this film was incredibly successful for the time. Freddy Krueger, Freddy Mania really started to kick in in full gear. By number four, it was just it exploded all over the fucking scene. At number three, he was really kind of becoming a household name by that point. And um, this is like I said, the first one I saw. This is the one that really hits you know a special place for me. The nostalgic tie into that. And but I think it just. Overall, it has a great story. This is when you think Freddy Krueger, this is kind of going to really, if you, what you expect out of Freddy, this is what you're going to get in this film. And I think that's why you're going to be the most satisfied. And for me, that's why it's number one on the list. So, just to kind of give you a quick recap, going from worst to first, we got New Nightmare, The Dream Child, Freddy's Revenge, The Dream Master, The Remake. We got Freddy's Dead. Freddy vs. Jason, the original, and then the Dream Warriors. So this kind of a variety all over the board. You know, it's not just, hey, the first one's the best, and the second, and the third. I mean, most people are going to say the first one's the best. I mean, I, I definitely see that side of it. But to me, like I said, rewatchability is a huge factor. And I, I would love to pop that one in most of the time, but when I really want the entertainment value, I think number three provides that. A lot of the other sequels, I'm sometimes going to pop in over the original just because... The cartoon, if the cartoonish, the outlandishness. Like I said, I love the Looney Tunes in number six or whatever. Freddy's Dead. So there's, it just really depends on my mood that day and that time. But the original, if it's if I'm by myself and it's late night, I'm probably not going to watch that shit because it's still fucking scary. So, but I love Freddy Krueger overall. Like I said, I'm a Fredhead all the way, and so I had a great time ranking the franchise of A Nightmare on Elm Street. 
I'm definitely going to continue this, you know, being Halloween month, you know, where you get a lot of the, all kinds of, you know, Shocktober going on here. I think I might try to squeeze another one of my favorite franchises in here near the end of the month, or at least a horror movie. I know I haven't done just a one time, just a one single title here in a while, uh, so we'll get back to our roots eventually of doing that. But for right now, I'm having such a blast doing all the franchise rankings. I think you know, with next month Creed two coming out, it's a great time to go ahead and talk some Rocky. I'm a big Rocky Balboa fan. It's uh, kind of an important film, you know, in my family, just because it was something we've watched countless times. If it's on TV, it's probably going to be something we're going we're gonna to watch. Hell, I've got an uncle named Rocky, so that's how you know it's a pretty important film in our <laughs> in our house. So I don't, but we're going to go ahead. I'm going to rank the Rocky franchise on the next episode. But I want to thank you guys again for tuning into this one. Go ahead and uh, get, message me on. Uh, the old Facebook, Guilty Pleasure Movies. Let me know what you thought of the rankings of on the Nightmare on Elm Street, kind of where you slate these guys. Um, go ahead and tweet at me on Twitter, at GPM Podcast. Um, go ahead and rate and review, please, and thank you wherever you listen. Give me some feedback. I'm still waiting on a couple more ratings on iTunes. I haven't gotten a whole lot of those, so I'm waiting to get a few more of those guys. So if you listen on iTunes, please leave a rating. And even if it's bad, I don't care. Give me some constructive criticism. But I want to thank you guys again for tuning in and to be continued.